the Awesome Toy Show is a premier pop culture event in Mississauga, Ontario. With a unique blend of vendors, artists, cosplay contests, hourly raffle prizes, and live entertainment, they provide an awesome show experience for everyone involved. Their event is also driven with a charitable cause as they partner with the Toronto Community Housing to gather toy donations and directly give back to those in need. Their next show is on Sunday, March 26th at the Small Arms Inspection Building in Mississauga, where there will be a giveaway for WrestleMania Hollywood. Also, their special featured guest that day will be a four-time Emmy Award-winning TV host, Chris Van Cleef. You will be doing an official meet and greet along with a Q&A session for everyone in attendance. In addition to that, they will have special featured guests from Impact Wrestling, current X Division Champion Trey Miguel, along with Aiden Prince doing meets and greets as well. You do not want to miss their next show, so go over to www.awesometoyshow.ca and follow their Instagram at The Awesome Toy Show for daily updates leading up to Sunday, March 26th, where we will be in-house SM&E, and it's guaranteed to be... Awesome! I came to I play! Came to play! There's a price to pay! Time for you to get down on your knees! revolution well you know that's what we're gonna have here ladies and gentlemen welcome to the program all elite wrestling weekly dan the mouth lavransky and joe aguinaldo we are still the old fox we will always be the old fox at this point really it's, <laughs> it's not it doesn't really change no. um but we are happy that all of you are joining us once again here in snme land um this was a big show, Mr. Aguinaldo, because as my poor singing off the top there showed, we have the Revolution pay-per-view this weekend. And by the way, before we get any further, Joe and I will do a complete recap after the pay-per-view finishes, much like we do here with the um, the review of Dynamites. Uh, Actually, let me let me also stress that like. Normally we do an after party, but I think we had some issues with resourcing, so we're just doing an aftercast. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. We couldn't really have what we needed to pull it off this particular weekend, so uh, we're gonna go with that. But uh, yeah, so this you know a very important show, last show before the pay per view. And I mean with AEW, most of the stuff has been set up um, pretty well. A couple of things I guess got fine tuned uh, this week. Uh, so uh, let's get into it here because we do have a lot of stuff to cover because we're going to give our predictions for the pay-per-view at the end of this as well. So stay tuned for that. All right. So this one, uh, we got right into a match right out of the gate and Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic title against Big Bill. This was quite the show for Orange Cassidy, I have to say here. Um so this one gets off and this, you know, this is a classic. They kind of like to do stuff like this in AEW, the classic smaller guy against the big guy uh, kind of storyline going on in this match here. And it, it, you know, basically started right out of the gate with, uh, you know, a big bill trying to go after orange and orange, just basically rolling out of the ring constantly. He did some pretty good stalling here at the beginning 
Uh, just, you know, anytime Bill would come near him, he would just roll out of the ring. So they're finally, they, you know, they get to that. They do go, go through that for a while. And eventually Bill corners them, of course, and uh, gives them a side slam. And that's when uh, Bill starts to take over and pound away on Orange Cassidy. Uh, Stokely, who now dresses like a 1970s black militant or, or something with his all black outfit and his kind of leather beret and his black shades. So he's out there at ringside and he goes over at one point to the timekeeper's table and he just kind of runs everybody out of there and gets them all over there. And um, so him and Bill set it up and then the big Bill puts orange through the table. And this was to lead into the pick and pick, which was great because, you know, orange Cassidy just basically sold for the whole pick and pick. So it was kind of actually a good way to do that because doing that way, you, you actually gave him the time to sell, which in a lot of matches after a spot like that, it would not be sold like it was here. Cause there wouldn't yeah, be we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, they put him through the table. We go to pick and pick. He's basically selling the whole time. I think, Either right at the end of pick and pick or right as they came back, Bill, Bill was giving him an extended vertical suplex. He also put him in a full Nelson, kind of ragdolled him for a little while there. Uh, Dan Housen eventually comes out to help, uh, but he almost got choke slammed uh, by Bill. But then Stokely corked him with the cast. And we're, you know, we're plainly seeing here that the cast is totally fake. It's totally um Rented from uh, Bob Orton via Jim Cornette, I guess, because Cornette <laughs> apparently has the Bob Orton one from all those years ago. Uh, Orange, of course, did some dives to the outside. He finally got control. He gave Bill an orange punch to his knee and tried to kind of take him off his feet, take the big guy down. He got the stun dog millionaire and the DDT and then the orange punch. And Bill, you know, he was still on his feet after all that. So they were kind of selling the idea that Bill could really take a lot of punishment. Uh, orange got a second orange punch, but Bill still wouldn't go down. And then he got up on the top and he actually gave him the orange punch off the top. And that was enough. And he managed to pin him. So still holds the all Atlantic championship. And big Bill will have to try again. I, I like this match. It was a good opening match. It was a different opening match than what we'd normally mm. see. Um, yes, but true. you know what? Like, it's funny. As you were um, describing the match, like, you know how in the past, like, let's say you would see Rey Mysterio versus the Giants. Okay. And, you know, the beginning of the match, Rey Mysterio would be like bouncing off the ropes, trying to get like, you know, trying to get moves and trying to get like, you know, uh, you know, he he'd, like stick, uh, stick and move, stick and move, stick and right. move. Right, right, right. So this was kind of a modified Orange Cassidy version of stick and move because he would try to like, you know, he'd roll out of the ring and then Bill would chase him. He'd run in like it was just like I, it made sense for the Orange Cassidy character. Like if he had done right. like a Rey Mysterio yes. type of thing, it wouldn't have been realistic for that character. But for his character, I thought it was I thought it was actually a pretty clever match for what it was. Mm. Um, and I you know what? I I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I thought. The orange punch to the leg. I thought that was a really smart move. I thought that was really clever because you don't think about mm. that, right? Like, like yeah. you'll see a leg kick, but like he hit his finishing move on Big Bill's leg. I just thought that was that was pretty clever. And yeah, the ending made sense. He hit him with three punches, so Bill like wouldn't go down, and he finally went down after a third super ultra orange punch. 
no problem with that. I like this match. I thought it was really well done. Okay, so we uh, go on here from here to a Moxley promo that looks like it was taped right after the match last week because he's completely covered in blood. And it's out back somewhere on a staircase. So he's pretty amped up. Think about this. It's after that match from last week. He did the big color there. So he's pretty amped up. Uh, He's yelling and screaming. He's covered in blood. He says, mmm, tastes like victory. It tastes like life. And that's what I'm all about. He goes, I am a sick man. I do this because I like it. And this is not something to be proud of or to aspire to. He goes, I live for this shit. He goes, I'm not the guy you want to go down a dark alley with when only one of us is coming out. He goes, and who do you think's going to come out, hangman? Just remember, you wanted this. I tried to leave it alone. I beat you once and sent you to the hospital and didn't get credit for it. They say it was an accident. You beat me. I come back with a severe concussion and I beat you and give you the same. You got flowers and awards for it. I got nothing. He goes, they told me it was a fluke and wasn't real and didn't count. Remember when they had that when when he had the title there at that one point? Yep. Uh, uh, he says, uh, that's what I told myself. He goes, I got beat by a wrestling move I learned in the sixth grade. He goes, this time there will be no doubt, Hangman. You're a great wrestler. You're even a great man, but you are not the same animal as me. We only have room for one of these animals in AEW, and I will die to protect what is mine? So, yeah, basically playing up the very animalistic side of Moxley here as he is absolutely covered in blood, ranting and raving here. Um, so, yeah, promo from the first participant in the match. And we get the second one later in the show. It's a good promo. I got nothing bad to say about that promo at all. <laughs> like, Well, the intensity, um, right? The intensity was great. It was I, a I, great visual the, as well. The, the the part that I really liked was when he said, you know, I came back from a concussion too. You got flowers. They yeah. told me it was a fluke. I'm like, yeah, That's, like it's solid, man. It's just solid and promo. And it's all based in reality. <laughs> yeah, that's right? what it's I really like about in it. Reality. Yeah. Like you can get behind it because those feelings, you know, you, you can buy into them being genuine because it's yeah. straight out of what happened. Uh, OK, uh, so this was kind of. um. Weird little thing they did here. It looked like it looked like uh, the elite were going to come down. They were up on the ramp. You know, Kenny is there with the Bucks, and they're up on the ramp, and the theme music starts to play. And I guess I don't know. They're coming to the ring. They're doing an interview, whatever. But the theme just barely gets playing at all, and bang, the lights go out. The lights come back on again, and everybody's there. But now the House of Black is there as well. Then the lights go out again, and you could hear fighting and scrapping and telling something was going on. And then the lights come back on again, and the elite were all laid out. And then the lights went out again, and they were, I guess, the House of Black. They Well, I think they came on, was it, um, I guess we saw them getting taken out, right? We saw the... The elite being led out, I guess, was that that was kind yeah, of yeah, it was it was kind of weird, like because right at the end of that, you you kind of you kind of caught, I think it was like Nick with Don Callis and and yes. you caught them yeah. walking backstage. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I guess obviously we're gonna continue with this elite and the uh, House of Black thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't do anything for me. You know what? I I mean. Again, I'm torn because I know the match is probably going to be very good. Um, right. 
and like I know we're gonna get into it a little later, but I didn't mind the House of Black promo. I don't don't get me wrong, I didn't think it was awesome. I just didn't mind it. But um, I'm looking forward to this, at least the match, anyways. I don't know about like the you know like th- I guess the good news is that this was the last week. You know, so it's not like oh, we're yes. seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's no, but but it's not like we're gonna see like two or three weeks of shenanigans. We got this that week, maybe something around rampage, maybe, and then you're gonna have this match. So, um, you know, for what it was, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, so right as that's all finishing and wrapping up, uh, we're getting ready for the face of the revolution ladder match, and this is for someone to get a shot at Joe's title. Uh, so Joe comes out to do commentary for this one. He's dressed in the suit. He's got both of his uh, title belts. So face of the Revolution ladder match, even though Joe is taking on Wardlow at the pay-per-view, uh, this will be on Dynamite the following week. So he's going to have to defend against Wardlow. And then he, I guess next week, depending on who wins, whether it's Wardlow or Joe, they will face the winner of this match. So we had Sammy Guevara, Takeshita, uh, Ortiz, um, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, Action Andretti, A.R. Fox, and a new a luchador by the name of Commander. And I think this was his first uh, big AEW match. He was quite good in this, too. Now, as you'd expect, ladder match, a lot of crazy guys. This was all over the place. I mean, there was so much craziness going on in this one. And very, very, very fast-paced. And... For some reason, they had Kingston and Ortiz take themselves out of this right away. I don't know if uh, they're hurt or what, but these two basically start brawling as soon as the match starts. And they actually brawl all the way up the ramp and they disappear, never to be found again. We never heard anything about it. We didn't see one of them laid out. We didn't get any kind of update. They could be brawling right now for all I know. Uh, so they, they got taken out pretty quickly, which for me was disappointing as I want Eddie Kingston in a match like this. I don't, I was kind of bummed that those two got taken out so quickly. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I like the intensity, but would have liked to have seen a little bit more on that. I guess I just want to keep that feud with those two going. So I thought that's the best way to carry it on here. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but like I saw a thing on uh, AEW's Instagram, like Eddie Kingston apparently quit AEW, right? So, oh, oh. so we'll see where it goes from there. Like okay. again, I just watched it. Um, I you know I'm assuming it's part of a storyline, but yeah. uh, but um, interesting. But yeah, it was kind of interesting. But still, um, when they started like wrestling or not wrestling, when they started fighting, I'm like, yeah, and then they left, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I was bummed out. I wanted to see them in the match more. Yeah. Um. So uh, at one point we had Powerhouse Hobbs. He was just throwing Commander around all over the place. Um. Lots of stuff with ladders. Uh, Hobbs slammed Andretti on one of the ladders. Uh, they showed Don Callis watching backstage. He actually didn't come out and do commentary. He didn't need. It. He had four people at this point, anyways. Um, well, this actually, what, before you go before you go further, the interesting part was when they said he's interested in Takeshita. Right, they, they're right. pushing that. They've been pushing yeah. that story for a bit, right? Um, Commander did this crazy thing where he ran across the top rope from one end to the other, and then did the friggin' somersault senton onto a whole crowd of people on the outside. Looked just crazy. I, I couldn't believe 
he did it without falling off that rope because he just ran right across there. Yeah, uh, so he, I, he he did that a few times, but that particular time was insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, plus because you have to be in the right spot to do the dive at the end of it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? I'm like, man, that's good precision. Uh, that led into the first pick and pick in this one. Um, at one point, Hobbs slammed A.R. Fox on. They had a ladder stretched from the ring apron to the barricade. Uh, Hobbs slammed A.R. Fox on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sammy got up the ladder there. He almost got the gold ring at the top, but then Andretti stopped him. He suplexed Sammy on a ladder stretched. They had one from the middle rope stretched across to the ladder. Yeah, they were climbing. They- there were some sick bumps in this match. It man. was. There yeah. was crazy. There was crazy stuff. These aren't even the crazy ones yet. There's no, more, no, no, no. Not at all. They were although, even crazier. Although before we get back from the break, I do have I, – I, I'm going to say this was my one really, really picky critique old man yelling at the clouds type thing, okay? So during the pick and pick, right, you mentioned that Sammy tried to climb up the ladder and Commander stopped him. All right. And then Commander tries to climb up the ladder, but he's going up really slowly. Now, to me, that wasn't very logical because prior to that, during the entire match, he's like running across the ropes and he's yeah. doing all these fucking dives. And then all of a sudden he gets the ladder and he's like he's struggling up the ladder. And, and like, look, I know it's pro wrestling. And again, I'm being very picky here, but that that did not make sense to me. Gravity um, was just pulling him down. Yeah, exactly. Hard, so like, like all of a sudden ladder. he was on, he was on Jupiter or something. And yeah, he couldn't do exactly. it, right. So Sweet. that, like, I, I know that's really picky to, to, to notice. But again, had that happened at the end of the match after him getting beat up, I sure. could understand it. Sure. But he had Absolutely. just done like a bunch of dives and he was running the ropes and all of a sudden he can't climb a ladder. That yeah. really, that kind of took me out of the match a little bit. Thankfully, it wasn't pick and pick. So I, I. You know, it was kind of like, wait a second, but still, it was just something that I noticed. Wow. You know, probably not a lot of people are going to remember that because he did crazy, because Commander was doing other crazy shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Star yeah. Press. Oh, they, had, they had AR Fox on that ladder stretched from the apron uh, to the guardrail. AR Fox is lying on there, and Commander does a shooting star press onto him. It was just he, absolutely insane. AR Fox took a couple of nasty looking bumps, man. <laughs> like, oh, and this, um, you know, and there was the other one too with Commander and Takeshita, where Commander's om- Commander oh, yeah. up there, he almost yeah. has the ring. Takeshita gives him the blue thunder bomb off the ladder to the floor. Oh, that was and, absolutely insane. And, and a, yeah, again, that was, like, there was still more coming. That's oh, what, I know. That's yeah. that crazy. And the, at this point, the fans are just going wild because these guys are just going all out in this match. Um, There's one part to Keshta and Andretti. They're fighting for fighting for the ring. They're up on the ladder. And then Garcia, who's Daniel Garcia, who's not even in the match, he runs in. He tips the ladder over. Um. Sammy tries. Sammy Guevara tries climbing up the ladder. He gets tipped over. I I didn't I didn't notice who did it, but he got. Oh, no, it was it was it was. Uh, oh no no, I'm thinking something else. Never mind, never mind. So. Um, and so then Garcia comes back in. He's helping Sammy climb up the ladder, but then Takeshita pushes the ladder over, tosses Garcia out of the ring. He Takeshita grabs the ladder. He starts climbing, but then Hobbs gets in there. He pushes the ladder over. They were really pushing the pushing of the ladder, that's for sure. Um, 
And then so Hobbs is climbing up the ladder. And he starts climbing. He starts climbing. And he makes it to the top. Hobbs climbed the ladder, got the win. So he faces Samoa Joe for the TNT title on Dynamite next week. Um, this match, it was crazy, but it, you can't say it wasn't exciting because it, to- it totally, like, after a while, you were just like, what are they going to do next? Like, this was one of those ones where, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. if everybody was trying to out-top each other, but that's certainly how it came like, across. The, the, the thing is, too, like, like it, I mean, you you could argue there was a very like the story was you know the guys trying to win obviously you did have some nice little side elements with like Ortiz and Kingston you know and um even Andretti and Sammy G from you know cuz like the the whole Jericho appreciation yep. society um you know like dude there was a point when it was like Hobbs versus Takeshita in the ring and like the crowd was just like whoa yes, and then yes. like they brought it too like they were hitting each other with forearms they were doing the line. forearms back yeah, and yeah. forth yeah like as far as ladder matches go I thought it was you know it was pretty good like I'm not a ladder match guy you know that Dan, no but, me but neither but I, I thought it was a really entertaining match like, yeah, yeah you were like, captivated I, you were captivated or I thought I, yeah I, like I, I can't like w- w- is it like the greatest storytelling hell no but like some of the spots it was, like you know the, the spot insane. where like Sammy G went up the really tall ladder and he hit the Santon on 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 uh, Action Andretti who was on another ladder at the bottom yeah. and I was like yeah. oh my god it was, yeah, it was, it was just a, it was a fine match. And you know what? We had actually talked about this months ago. OK, the fact that you've got like this sort of three headed monster now with Wardlow, Samoa Joe and powerhouse Hobbs. Man, I, I can't wait to see matches with those three. Go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it definitely looks like we're going to see it because after this was all done and Hobbs is making his way up the ramp. And Joe, of course, is at the commentary table. So Joe meets him at the top. But then right as Joe and Hobbs are kind of staring off, Wardlow comes running out. So that's it. We got everybody going here. Everybody's scrapping. Uh, Wardlow's taking out security guards. Hobbs. Hobbs just sat there with the golden ring and laughed. It was great. He just sat there and watched Wardlow take out these guys. It's smart. Yep, yep. And the look oh. grin on his face, uh, embracing the gold ring. Looked yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great. Although, although again, Wardlow and security guards, man. Like yeah, few, well, you know, it's, a few it's, a few people mentioned it on the uh, on the board, but yeah, like, what's up uh, with that? It's a char- well, it's a characteristic of AEW. Just like anyone cutting a promo has to be interrupted. <laughs> before they get to say much. Um, so this one, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I mean, it's set for the pay per view. Uh, Wardlow and Joe, but do you think at the last minute, do you think maybe that's a little tweak and they throw Hobbs in at the last minute, or I guess they'll just wait and do it? No, not not next not week. if not if they're like they've already announced that yeah, he's going to have the match. So yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. Do you see? Well, I know that's a prediction. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll get to that too. So <laughs> okay, so that ends in the crazy melee. Uh, we go backstage. Rene is with the best friends and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Um, because of the, what happened on Rampage, she talks about how the best friends are not cleared for this casino battle royal that's coming up as the main event in the show. Uh, Dan Housen said that Orange and him were best friends, so they could go in the battle royal in their place. And Renee asks Orange if he's okay with that, and he just kind of moans. And Dan Housen says he is. And then Renee says, really, are you up to this? And he says, I don't care, which he says a lot. So there you go. That was to set up those two in the battle royal for that last spot in the four-way tag match at the pay-per-view. 
Anything? I, I, I mean, you know, I guess it is what it is. I got to see what happens. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, uh, this was kind of just playing off the stuff from last week where Ricky Starks did the challenge and Peter Avalon came out and Jericho just took him out instantly with the Judas effect. So I don't know what this was, if this was, you know, what Peter, pretty Peter Avalon thought he was going to get some revenge here or something. Um, so it's a really quick match with Jericho and Avalon. He, Avalon gets a little bit of an early advantage, but then Jericho wins with the code breaker pretty quickly and pins him. He corked uh, uh, pure, poor, pretty Peter with the <laughs> baseball bat afterwards. And then, of course, Starks came down to run off Jericho. Jericho grabs a mic and said that in San Francisco on Sunday, I'm going to beat the hell out of you because the Jericho Appreciation Society are not allowed at ringside. He goes, but that doesn't mean they aren't allowed at ringside tonight. And the, all oh, the whole JAS comes down. They're beating the crap out of Starks. Uh, Hager gave him a wicked power slam. Garcia gave him what kind of looked like a rock bottom in Zaguri there, or not in Zaguri, but a rock bottom. Um, and then Jericho gave him the Judas effect. So basically, the idea is Starks is kind of beat up going into his match with Jericho at the pay-per-view. My small concern with this, and again, very critiquey, okay, is that, like, when Starks ran to the ring initially, he's looking over his shoulder. So he's, like, kind of paying attention, and then all of a sudden he stopped paying attention, and I was like, come on. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like... Can can we make the baby faces look even more dumb than they are? <laughs> I just I I just despise that kind of logic. All right. Well, he got beat down, so there we are. Yeah. And that okay. was fine. I don't have a problem with the beat down. I have the way I have a problem with the way they got to the beat down. That's my problem. Uh okay. So we had Moxley give his promo backstage covered in blood on the stairs. Now we get the answer from Hangman Page. He's under a bridge somewhere. I'm not really sure <laughs> where they shot this, if this was supposed to be in San Francisco or whatever. Um, but um, he's like, you know, he's talking, you know, here we are, death, you know, Hangman, Moxley, it's going to be Texas death match. He's, he starts talking about the Dark Order. And he says, you know, I talked to them today and I know Alex didn't mean anything by this, but he said, if this is the end of Mox and me, we're just a little afraid. We're just a little afraid of you losing. And Hangman's like, look, this match is all I have left to lose. He goes, I had the world title and I lost it. I had another shot and Mox, you took that from me. He goes, you can't take my friends away. You beat up Uno within an inch of his life last week. You can't take away the memory. It's gone. You can't take away my heart because you couldn't carry it. He goes, this Sunday, I take everything from you. I take your spot at the top of the feud chain. I take away your pride in blood and violence. And at the throw, at the end of the throes of war, I am the man left standing. He goes, you're right. I'm not the same animal as you. I don't enjoy violence. I hate it. But this Sunday, I will be the most violent and bloody son of a bitch that you have ever seen. Not in spite of it. But because of it, that is who I know I have to be to beat you. Beating you is the last glimmer of hope I have here. He goes, this is Texas death, and there's only two ways out. Either you live or you die, and I ain't done living. And after Sunday, you'll never be the same. 
All right. So there you go. That's that's Hangman's side of it. I might argue that that's one of Hangman Page's one of one of his better promos in the last little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty intense. So and, and you know what? Like again, I, you know, I like. I, I'm looking forward to this match. I think both these guys. Oh, it's gonna <clears> be nuts. Well, not that. It's just they both have really good chemistry. Like their matches have not disappointed at all. You know what I mean? Have, have we seen a Texas Death Match in AEW yet? Like I'm wondering how they're because modern day Texas Death Match is a little different from how they did it. Like when you and I were kids. Oh no, they did it. Didn't um, it was Hangman Page and uh, Lance Archer did one once. Okay. At, and in, I don't. In, it was like on a ramp. Uh, it was on like a dynamite or a fight for the fall. And what? How? Like what was that. the rules? Like, how did it play out? Was it like the one guy has to one guy has to be laid out or one? Oh, they I, the, like, I don't I, remember. I think how you so, win. but I don't. I don't remember. I just remember they had one. <laughs> That's all. Because you know, I think I mean nowadays they kind of do it with like a pin and that. Whereas in the old days, it was kind of almost like last man standing was kind of Texas death match. Right. And, and I think that's the intent for this one. Like that's the impression I got from both their promos. So, yeah. um, but anyways, yeah, like I just, I'm, I'm really interested to see this match. I think like, again, I think both these guys have good chemistry. Uh, I do like, um, I did like pages promo kind of the, you know, I've got nothing to lose. And this is the one, like, yeah. this is my, my one last yeah. shot. Yeah, um, you know, good yeah. intensity, and yeah, I think I think both guys are gonna bring it, man. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, we come back. Renee uh, Parquet is in the ring, and she brings out Christian, so we can have his big promo leading into his match with Jungle Boy here at the pay per view. So the crowd's booing him before he even opens his mouth. Great heat too. And it was yeah. like again, oh. it wasn't it wasn't the go away heat. It was oh the, no no we hate this your was, guts. You're heat. a jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Christian, he sells it so good. He instantly looks as smug as fuck. And I, I still, you know, I'm still going to say turtlenecks make the heel, man. I'm telling you, he just looks like like such a smug bastard when he came out. Right. Yeah, for sure. And the crowd's instantly on that. They're booing him. She basically kind of just says, OK, like what's going on here? And he said, first things first, San Francisco, the feeling is mutual and I can't wait to not come here. For another ten years, yeah, that was a good line. He goes, uh, he goes. Let's not blur the lines of reality. For the past six months, I embarrassed Jungle Boy and I beat him down. He goes, I was done with him sitting at home minding my own business when I turn on Dynamite and there's Jack Perry. And what does he say? In 2023, he's gonna win a singles championship. And Christian just looks at the camera and goes, Over my dead body. He goes, because I'm going to win a singles championship this year. He goes, I've been watching your matches. And, yeah, you've been winning with quick pins or roll-ups. And that's fine if you want to win a championship that way. He goes, but do you really want to beat someone for the championship, beat them down, break their will, and take their title? He goes, by the way, that's rhetorical because I already know the answer. He goes, last week when you jumped me like a coward, you had me dead to rights with the concerto, and you hesitated. And I turned it around and I showed you how a real man conducts his business when I smashed your head off that chair and left you in a pool of your own blood and piss. I like the way he felt he needed to add piss there. Um, Another thing bothering me, and I just put my finger on this a few minutes ago, on why you want to win a championship so bad. He goes, 
you don't have the legacy or prestige for that. He goes, you just want to take that shiny belt home, show your mommy, show your sister, show your friends, make some memes, put it on social media, get some likes. He goes, my problem with you and this crowd and your whole generation, Jack, is that you treat my business like a video game, which I thought was a great line because the video games are such a part of wrestling now. He goes, you are a dime a dozen. No one will sink to the depths I will to get it done in the ring. He goes, instead, I am one of one. And instead of treating this business like a video game, I treat it like an ATM, and I'm not done milking it dry. He goes, this has to end, so I have a challenge for you at Revolution. And it's not for a wrestling match. It's for a fight. No rules, no regulations, just a fight. He goes, and if you do show up, the reality is you are just your father's son because just like your father, you're a no-talent hack and you should be thankful you have Hollywood good looks to help you get through life because this business is not for you, kid. You don't have the guts. You're not a closer. You don't have an ounce of what I have inside. And at this point, the lights go out and then it cuts to this weird footage of like, look, Jungle Boy like digging, like, He's digging a grave or something. And um, but then we see some video highlights of their kind of encounters back and forth. And then we see a headstone with Christian's name on it. And uh, Rene asked Christian for an answer, but he had none. So I don't know. Does this mean they're doing like buried alive match? Like, well, I don't know really what's going on here. They didn't really make it clear. Yeah, no, because like when he originally said, uh, no holds barred. I'm like, why? Like, there's already a bunch of gimmick matches on yeah, this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No you all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll admit, like, I I thought Christian's promo was really good. And it like, was incredible. This to me, I know you liked all the mod. To me, this was promo of the show. I oh, thought. Yeah. No. Fantastic. Absolutely. Like, I, no question, dude. Like, it was the. Um, like I, I'll, you know, like the the line about you know show it show it to your mommy and your sister. Yeah, that, yeah. that was that was definitely heat. But like I like I love the lines that he had, man. Like, do you want to win a championship or do you want to beat someone for a championship? You know, break their will. I'm like, that's solid. You know, um, you know, Ty, like the fact that he he he's coming after Jungle Boy because he doesn't want Jungle Boy to win a title. Like, you know, he he's got his he's got his motivation, right? And even even the line about how you know you had me lined up for that concerto, but you but you, uh, yeah, you hesitated, hesitated. Yeah. and like I showed you how a real man handles his business. I was like, man, I want Christian to win this match. Like you yeah, know what I it mean? It was like, really good. It, I, like, I I love this and, problem. And that's why I don't I didn't like the Jungle Boy stuff. No, like, like, that was that was the this thing. is con- was, like it was con- I'm like what? I'm yeah, like, like it, what? It, like, this it, is your response to this guy's fucking intense promo? Is I'm like, oh no, you're not gonna yeah, into I, like a goofy gimmick fucking graveyard and, match or something. And that was the thing, like this, we have this intense promo. If like, look, if they had just shown Jungle Boy on the screen saying, Christian, I accept, I'm gonna beat your ass. Good, we're done. But I, we, I didn't even need to see that. No, no, I've been I, fine I, with just the promo. Yeah, like if they had just said, you know, and we go to break, I would have been perfectly okay with it. But when Jungle Boy came up and then they they did this grave digging thing, I just I laughed. Like I was just like, what is Me this? Me too. This I'm is like, dumb, right? Yeah, I'm like, 
And again, this had such intensity. The crowd was friggin' so on. Like, yeah, they, the heat was, was amazing, like, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Exactly. What I was not. Here? I was not impressed by that whole thing. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's scaring me kind of for the pay-per-view because I don't want it to be, you know, the, he like you say, so many great lines. That whole thing about, you know, instead of treating my business like a video game, I treat it like an, like an ATM. ATM. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just yeah. like, and his delivery was great. And again, the, a nice mixture of reality, working it like, yeah. And so, yeah, not, I'm not too keen on that match now. I have to say that as good as his promo was, that just that tiny little bit with Jungle Boy's got me going. <laughs> I, I again 100% agree because like like it, it's weird I know he's the I know he's the baby face okay I know you know um he's but like for me after seeing that promo and then that vignette with Jungle Boy I was like I, w- I want Christian to beat his ass <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean that's yeah, what I want yeah, to see yeah yeah me too uh okay so we had uh we go after that long promo. We go to a quick, shorter promo. Tony's with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. He says it's Hayter versus Ruby Soho versus Soraya for the title at the pay-per-view. And Jamie says, she doesn't know what'll be sweeter, beating one bitch or two. Uh, Britt laughs and says, tonight, Soraya, you can watch two former AEW Women's Champions duke it out. He goes, but you can't touch because you're never going to have that belt. And uh, Hater said, Soraya, if you want to pull any shenanigans, we'll be watching out for you. So that's because, yeah, we've got uh, Riho against Tony Storm later in the show. Okay, up next was Matt Hardy versus Hook for the FTW title. I, I, <laughs> I'm just so done with the FTW title. It's, yeah, whatever. I, if nothing else... At least I think this is the longest I've ever seen Hook in peril. It wasn't even that long, but at least he kind of had to sell a little right, bit. Right, right. That's yeah, about so, it. That's about as about as good as I can give you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, the rest of the firm, of course, are there at ringside. You know, and uh, um, Ethan Page and Stokely and the Moriarty is there as well. So they they fight on the outside for a while. A while. Ethan Page. Ran hook into the post, which the referee did not see. So that's, again, yeah, he was definitely in trouble there. Hardy got a neck breaker, uh, bounced a hook's head off the turnbuckle, but hook came back with the T-bone suplex. I have written down here, Stokely's dressed like Samuel Jackson in a heist movie. Uh, <laughs> Stokely took off the cast, and Ethan actually took it and used it to cork hook, and Hardy went for the pin. Uh, but Hook cooked out. I don't understand taking off the cast to hit someone. Shouldn't you hit it while... Like, yeah, it, you, would, you would think that that would have more force. I would think it's way better to have it on the arm. I would never... The Cowboy Bob Orton never took it off his arm. No, that, never. I did, uh, yeah, come on here, guys. Come on. There's some old man nitpicking for you. Hey, <laughs> just, just take that cast off his arm, Dad. I don't like that. Um... So uh, what do we got here? Uh, Stokely took the cast off right. Ethan corked him with it. Hardy went for the pin. Hook kicks out. And then Hook got that submission. And Hardy, like, tapped instantly. He tapped out instantly. So I guess this means that Hook gets his hands on Stokely, right? Isn't that what this was all about? 
in a no DQ match, which again, uh, that saves Stokely. Cause you got to figure, right? Yeah. yeah. So is that, that to me now that's a, a warm up match that should be on the, the pre-show. You, you would hope so. Uh, okay. So, all right. Woohoo. House of black time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God. <laughs> yep. This was, uh, the usual, you know, shrouded in the dark. It's Malachi doing the talk, and he says, The greatest enemy is not the enemy made of flesh and blood. No, the greatest enemy is fear. Fear that eats away at the soul and causes loss. And so he holds up the belts. He says, these. He's got the Elite's trio belts because they stole them from the Elite. He holds them up. He says, These belong to you, meaning the Elite. But he said, No, on Sunday that you have already lost them. And then Julia Hart was there and she said, see you at revolution. Uh, the best thing about it, it was short. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, it's just, again, it, to me, it's empty lines. It's empty lines. You know, the greatest enemy is fear. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like this so much as fear eats away at your soul and causes loss. I, I lines like that. They don't even work for me with these guys. I just, I, I can't get caught up in it because I just look at it and go, yeah, okay, whatever. It's the same thing every week. Yeah, like, and again, I, I get that. Like, I, I can't say that I, like, really enjoyed the promo. And I agree with you. I'm kind of glad that it was just short. Um, but I didn't I didn't have a huge problem with it compared to some of their other promos because, like, again, because it was short. Um, and, and, like, I'm looking forward to this match. Now, does this match – Go on the pay-per-view or on the pre-show. Oh, I, you know what? I, I I think it does go on the pay-per-view because uh, oh. it's it. Well, no, because it's the VPs, right? It's it's the elite. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, okay. Next up, the women's match. We mentioned that the ladies were that Britain, the hater, were talking about. It's Tony Storm with Soraya, of course, taking on Riho. Uh, Storm comes out. She attacks Rio as soon as the bell rings, as she would. Um, you know, this whole thing was Storm trying to slow Riho down since she's so fast and quick and always with the crazy dives and stuff. Uh, Rio tried a snap suplex, which was pretty friggin' fast. Um, for a near fall, Rio got a submission on, but Storm got to the ropes. Storm did the hip attack, knocked Rio to the floor. Then Soraya, of course, gave her the dastardly knee that the ref didn't see. Uh, Britt and Hater, they came down and, uh, on the ramp uh, during the match. And then they went to pick and pick at this point and storms basically beating her down the whole time in the pick and pick. Once they come back, Riho tries to set up a six one nine, but storm stops her and she goes for another hip attack. But then Rio got out of the way before she could hit her. Rio did the diving cross body off the top on the storm on the outside. She also got the Northern light suplex, but storm kicked out of that. And Storm got the hip attack in the corner for a near fall. And then Storm got that Texas cloverleaf that she likes to use. But then Britt jumped on the apron. Storm ran over to knock her off. And Rio actually rolled up Storm and got the pin. Uh, so Storm at that point just runs right out and attacks Britt Baker after losing. Uh, Soraya and Hayter, they're battling it out in the ring. Uh, of course, Ruby, because she's in the match with them on the pay-per-view, she runs down because, hey, why not get everybody down there? <laughs> uh, she corked Soraya and Hater. 
So, yeah, it's, and the refs and security were once again and down there and trying to separate them. And there you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't a bad match. It, it pushed forward the, the story of the pay-per-view, although I am really enjoying heel Soraya. I think she's much better as a heel than a babyface. And you know what? I kind of enjoying babyface hater. Yeah, yeah, and you I know what? Like, think she's better. Like, I actually and, like it better. She can still co- get in her lines, you know, but I, I, just, I don't know. I, there's something about it I like better. Well, well, the thing is though, the cool part about it is that she's not like a pandering babyface. She's no. just like, hey, no, I'm gonna like, kick your ass. Oh, I can't believe right? she goes. I can't believe what'll give me more fun: beating up this bitch or that bitch, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, same with Brit. Like, Brit's really her, her. Uh, demeanor really hasn't changed it's just you know what it's like it's like it's like rick flair rick yeah. flair wrestled the same the whole time but he it's just it's who they put in front of him right yeah. that was that was it um and uh i i do uh, appreciate the fact that hater in her promo used the word shenanigans it's one of my favorite yeah. words yeah so. it was there yes indeed <laughs> uh, okay after this there here's an unlikely alliance Keith Lee and Dustin <laughs> Rhodes now are being put together. Like, Keith Lee was just in a tag. Why is he being put in the tag? I guess this whole thing is still going on with Swerve and his stupid affiliates. Um, <laughs> Keith Lee says, let's talk urgency. And then he calls Dustin Dusty. Says, yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite get that one. He goes, I call him Dusty. And he dragged him over here to deliver a message to the local affiliates. He goes, this is more than what you did to us. But what you did to others, Lee says, I will not have it. Dustin says, darkness has fallen over the city of San Francisco. And this Friday night live on Rampage, you're going to find out we don't like playing games. We are naturally we are naturally limitless. And you're going to remember our name. Yes, we are, because it's a fucking stupid name. So, of course, (laughs) we're going to remember it. I hate this when they do this. Come on. Honestly, Joe, a, t- a name for a team, naturally limitless. That's horrible. I, again, I, um, I'm i muchly entertained by it, mainly because I was looking forward to your reaction to this name. <laughs> well, that was, that's outside circumstances. I, as soon as he said it, as soon as he said it and he said, we'll remember it, I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's so terrible. Of course okay. you remember it. So as soon as he said it, my my first thought was, I wonder what Dan's going to say oh, about this. <laughs> so bad. So bad. So I guess these guys are fighting the affiliates at Rampage. So this is not on the pay-per-view. I would anything, assume I that this might be a, yeah, a, a, like a pre-show match. Oh, yeah, no, but he said Rampage. Oh, sorry, Rampage. Right. right? Dustin said Rampage. So this shouldn't be, I don't think, involved with any of it. Unless this is used to set up something. Oh, dear Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. So, okay, so this brings us to the main event, uh, at least the main event in the ring. We do have the segment with Brian and MJF after this. But this was the Revolution Tag Team Battle Royal, and uh, this was to get that last spot. So it's the acclaimed and the guns and um, Jeff Jarrett and Lethal so far, and we're going to find out what other team uh, gets in this, and I can't believe the fucking pick they made. Un- unbelievable. But anyways, so this is kind of like a gauntlet, uh, this one, where the new team comes down every um, minute. Yeah. So Did, it, did they announce that before? 
I didn't think it. No, I didn't understand that 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 was how it was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be a battle royal like last week. Yeah, right? they, and that was the thing. Like they didn't. I I wish they had um at least told us that. Like again, I don't have a problem with a I gauntlet. Guess, you know what? No, but you know what it is though, Joe. I think because they put the title casino. Right, that's how all the casino matches have worked. Remember, they would do the thing with the sweets of cards. Oh, right, right, right. So you're I right. Think, yeah, yeah. I think when they put casino on that on it, that means gauntlet. Yeah. They did the, okay, that, that makes sense. Thing, yeah. Right. So to start things off, the Dark Order, it's uh, Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds, and they're supposed to start with Claudio and Wheeler, and Claudio and Wheeler just come down and attack them uh, right out of the gate here. Then this was a the match barely got started and they went to pick and pick uh, right away very quickly. Um, uh, but no team, it was weird. No teams came out during the pick and pick, although I'm sure it was longer than a minute. So that was kind of weird. I could have uh, sworn a team came out during pick and pick. Who? Oh no, you're right. No, you're right. They came back as they came back. And as soon as they came back, Roosh and Preston Vance came out. Right. You're right. You're right. I don't think there was anyone in the pick and pick. So, yeah, uh, Roosh and Preston Vance are the third team out. Claudio and Roosh get into a crazy chop fest with each other. Uh, that was really good, actually. I, again, we said this last week. I would have no problem with seeing a match between Roosh and, uh, um, Claudio. and Claudio. I think that title. would be, like, yeah. big time. I think that would yeah. be amazing. Uh, the Lucha Brothers were the next team in uh, after that. Uh, and of course, since they were in San Francisco at the Cow Palace, it was cool. Uh, Excalibur is the historian, so he talked all about uh, Roy Shire and how they used to have the battle royals there, and that was such a big tradition in California every year. And of course, as we all know, that's where Pat Patterson was inspired to create the Royal Rumble for the WWF. Uh, so Excalibur talked a lot about that, which was cool. Uh, the next team in was Ozzy Open, Davis and Fletcher. Uh, Dark Order got eliminated. Uh, after that, and they went for another commercial break. Top Flight came in right as the break ended. Uh, Daddy Magic got tossed by someone, but I didn't catch who tossed him. Yeah, actually, uh, like th- this was uh, this was crazy. Like it was hard to keep up on this. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, hang on, let me just see if I've got in my notes. Uh, 2.0, 2.0. No, I don't have who eliminated 2.0. Sure. Someone tossed him out. Uh, the Kingdom with Maria came out next. Uh, and then Sterling, Mark Sterling and his crew, Davari, uh, Josh Woods, Tony Nice, they all come out and they instantly go after the Lucha Brothers. So I guess something they're teasing something there. Uh, Roosh tossed Penta and then Wheeler tossed Roosh, Roosh but Roosh managed to hold on. Uh, Preston Vance got tossed, though, and then Roosh was taken out by Darius, who dropped, did a drop kick and knocked Roosh off the apron. Uh, Aussie Open tried to toss Top Flight, but they were eventually, and they were, and they were eventually eliminated by Aussie Open. Uh, Danhausen and Orange Cassidy were the next team out. Uh, Orange tossed uh, Angelo Parker. Uh, and then the next team was the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, the Kingdom and Aussie Open were eliminated next, and there was three teams left at this point. We've got Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. We've got Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. Um, Claudio and Wheeler get eliminated by Orange and Danhausen. 
uh, Orange and Danhausen and Butcher and the Blade. That's how it comes down. That's the two teams left here. The Guns at this point, we see them up watching on the ramp. The Butcher and the Blade were working over Orange and Danhausen. Uh, oh, sorry, they were working over Orange. And Danhausen comes up behind them and tosses them both out. It was that classic kind of battle royal move you see where one guy's occupied with someone and someone comes along and just grabs them both by the legs and flips them over. So, of all the teams we could stick in this match, it's Orange Cassidy and Danhausen in there with Jeff Jarrett and Lethal and the Guns <laughs> and the Acclaimed. Why? Like, I thought it was bad enough with Jeff Jarrett and Lethal were picked. Now, why are these two put in? Like, I don't get this at all. This Is this just because we need Orange on the pay-per-view? Like, I don't get this at all. I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when it came down to this team. I'm like, you got to be kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm, um, like, I like Orange Cassidy. I like Dan Housen, but. This is for your World Tag Team Championships, man. It's already bad enough that Jeff Jarrett's yeah, the ring. I agree. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's bad enough that it's a four-way, and it's bad yeah, enough yeah, that yeah. it's like, thrown together like this. It's like, it, what was again, wrong with the Guns versus the Acclaimed in a rematch? You and I had actually talked about this, again, a couple weeks ago, where, like, look at look at the history of the – like, the short history of the AEW Tag Team Champions, Okay. You had like Kenny Omega and and Adam Page, and that storyline lasted a year. They were great. They had awesome matches, right? Lucha Brothers. You've had Young Bucks. You know, um, I think FTR had it for a spell, and then you had Swerve in Our Glory, and then you had the Acclaim. Now, granted, they've wrestled a couple of good matches with each other, but man, like the tag team championship in a four way, <laughs> like come yeah. on, <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. I, honestly, I agree. I'm not happy. Unfortunately. You know, FTR themselves, they've kind of taken themselves out of the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. This break that they're on and talking about how they're thinking at least till April. I think at least till April they are are out of the picture. They're trying to reassess what they want to do. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would, would, um, uh, you know, show up in this battle royal as a surprise team, but apparently not. So, yeah, it's, it's. You know, when there's so many other great teams that could be in this, if you're going to, you know, you know, if you're going to go and do a four way, well, then you've got to pick four good, like good teams. And it, yeah. you don't have yeah. that here. You don't have that. And this, I hate the whole orange Danhausen just kind of thrown together, you know, like, I don't know. It's it, yeah, it's it's very strange. I, I The only thing I can think of is they wanted Orange on the pay-per-view somehow, and I guess they didn't want to do all-Atlantic title match. So, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, at the end of this, by the way, Orange and Danhausen are out there. Jeff Jarrett and Lethal show up. They attack them. And then the Acclaimed also come down, and they run off uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Lethal. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now to finish off the show here, we have the final. Uh, they've been teasing that we're going to hear from both Brian Danielson and MJF. And this is really the show where we get to hear from Brian. I mean, we've been hearing for MJF for weeks. We got a little bit of a rebuttal from Brian. But really, it's been MJF mostly the whole time here. So this was this was kind of the um, one where they could let Brian do the promo. 
Now, before that, they ran one of those videos they like to do where they get opinions from other people on the roster. So, you know, JR says MJF is of questionable character. Uh, Brian says he's taken everything he can from MJF. Christopher Daniels says he doesn't think Brian realizes how low MJF will sink to retain the title. Uh, they were showing footage of like Brian on top of some mountain in the middle of nowhere, uh, meditating and prepping. Um, Renee Paquette says, Brian shows how durable he is every time. Excalibur says, from the moment Bryant wakes up until he goes to bed, he thinks about wrestling. Taz says, MJF has something to prove. No one thinks he can hang with Brian for 60 minutes, but I think he can. Um, they show MJF working out in the gym. Tony says, an Iron Man match plays to Brian's strength. And he says, MJF is so vicious because he knows what he's in for. And JR says these types of matches are devastating. Dean Malenko shows up in this one. Dean Malenko says Brian has had four Ironman matches and MJF has had none. He said MJF could talk for 60 minutes, but he didn't think he could wrestle. Uh, Excalibur says Brian's injured arm is a target for MJF. And he says if Brian beats MJF, it writes a lot of wrongs. Okay, so they went to commercial, and then they came back to do the segment here. So we have Brian. Uh, Renee's in the ring. Brian comes down to meet her. Uh, she talked about MJF putting up a post in 2014 about dropping out of college and deciding to pursue a career in wrestling. Uh, he even mentioned you, Brian. Um, he goes, does this change anything? And Brian said, about seven years ago, I was forced to retire. Two years later, I came back and said, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. And in typical AEW style, that brings MJF out or ready to interrupt. Um, but this time, Brian's like, shut up. He just tells him before he can, MJF can even say anything. Brian says, shut up. He says, for weeks, I've been listening to all your different reasons on why you hate me. You hate me because people respect me and you think you deserve that respect. You don't like that I am called the best wrestler in the world when you think as AEW champion that you deserve that. He hates me because I have a wonderful wife and kids and he thinks he deserves that. He goes, you think you deserve all these things, but you've done nothing to earn them. You have taken every shortcut you can to become champ. He goes, if there is one thing you deserve, it's your fiance walking out on you. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. a good crowd reaction, too. Yeah, that was quite that was a heavy line. Um, now, at this point, MJF actually starts walking towards the ring. And Brian continues and goes, pinning shoulders to the mat and banging rats. Is that what it's all about, Mac? Is that what you do? He goes, that doesn't sound like someone I would want my daughter to marry. He goes, you took your jacket off. Are you ready to fight? Because I'm ready to fight anytime. He goes, you were born with a silver spoon, and I had to fight for everything. I had to fight poverty, depression, head trauma, shoulder injuries, retirement, authority. I fought for everything. He goes, before I came here, I had a job that would have paid me for the rest of my life. But I left, and I came to AEW because I wanted to fight. And when I talk about fighting for dreams, you know what my new dream is? To become the AEW world champion. And I'm willing to fight for it. And this Sunday, you better be ready to fight with everything you have for a full 60 minutes. And if you don't, 
you are going to get and I have no idea what happened here because it got bleeped. Whatever yeah, he said, I, I think it must I think have he been said pretty heavy. I think he said from what I saw of his mouth, he said, uh, "I'm going to get your fucking ass kicked." I think that's he said right. that he said that, and then he said something else in the the second thing I didn't quite get. So yeah, it was really weird how they uh, uh, bleeped it. it. It wasn't like they kind of. No, it yeah. was it was that was pretty heavy. Like you yeah. could, you could tell he said uh, like F and, 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 and also because as soon as the, the crowd cheered huge, yeah, like whatever yeah, yeah. he said, right? They they were right on it. And I this was cool. This was cool. MJF did not say a word. It was like he was so finally like you know Brian was that angry and finally in his face he was almost like shaking a little bit and he just kind of left. He kind of left and turned around and walked back to the entrance without saying a word. And I thought it was good because we've heard from MJF so much to the point that most weeks the promos were too long and they went too far. So I actually liked the way that Brian got the final say and not MJF. Uh, And I have to say it was really nice to hear somebody else talk in this feud rather than MJF. So I actually liked the way this segment played out. Yeah, no, no, I do too. It's funny. I, uh, I actually on the Facebook page, um, uh, I, I actually wrote like one of the best promos that MJF's done in a while, and he didn't say a word. Like just his. <laughs> no, 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 no. But and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just his facial expressions were just really good. Like you know, even when he took the jacket off, right, and he was going to the ring, and he, um, like you know, Daniel. Uh, Danielson, you know, said his piece and, you know, kind of was really angry and MJF just kind of paused and he kind of gave a look like I just I loved his reactions to everything. That's all I'm getting at. So, um, yeah, like I, I just thought this was a really it was a really well done, um, like a really well done uh, uh, pr- promo. And and you know what? It was nice to hear uh, Danielson sort of get even just on the mic get a little bit of comeuppance you yes, know what i mean absolutely so. yeah it had been so it's been so one-sided right yeah exactly so, yeah now okay so that's the show overall as a go-home show would this make you want to order the pay-per-view because um, i don't know if it, if it it really if it really worked as effectively as maybe a go-home should have i mean you were doing stuff setting up stuff happening next week and all this i'm thinking you should really be focusing on your show. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it was a good show, but we've seen better go home shows. I think that's my that's where I'm. Yeah, I, at, I mean, right? I mean, they they did touch on the major matches, Brian and MJF, and you know Jericho and Starks and Mox and Hangman Page, but just having other stuff like, well, here's a huge match to set up something next week. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. sure, they had the tag battle, which was definitely relevant to the pay-per-view. But, you know, some of that other stuff, like, I mean, did we really need a crazy ladder match for something next week on this particular show? Yeah, and that's the thing. I I, I thought, like, like, I mean, again, it was, it was a, it was a, I thought it was a fine show. I liked it. But I, I we, you know, you, like. There, there was like um, – I can't remember which pay-per-views they were, but it was back in like 2021 where like leading up to – I think it was like All Out and Revolution or Full Gear that year. Like the TV was just off the charts where we were salivating to see the yes. pay-per-views. Yes. I'm yeah, I see, for- and that's, that's a great way to put it because 
I'm not I'm not really salivating. For yeah, it. like I'm looking forward to the pay per view as a as an AEW fan, but right. I'm not like I'm not like oh I can't wait to see this. Yeah. I'm just kind of like yeah it'll be it'll be a fine pay per view. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel too, man. Yeah, I'm not going in super excited like some of the ones from the past, you know. All right, so uh, there you have it. Uh, we will be watching the pay-per-view, obviously, and we'll do a complete rundown once it finishes and get it up there for all of you to listen to. Um, but uh, should we go through and make some predictions here, sir? Uh, yeah, actually, you want to do ratings first before we do that? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you know you're Unless right. Let's get Let that out of the way. Yeah, because I'm um, curious, because last week's show, I actually thought did higher than I thought it would. It really, I didn't think it would crack a million last week, and it did. I, I think part of that, though, was that whole Tony Khan announcement thing, right? Oh, yeah, that was enough to lure. I, I don't, okay, here's here's the thing, though. I don't know, because, all right, so let me give you to, to yesterday's numbers, and we can go into it. So yesterday did 833,000 viewers. They did 0.27 on the night. That's good enough for third place. Okay. Now, would a big announcement from AEW like really bring in another 200,000 viewers? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they really hyped up that big announcement. But at the end of the day, is that something that would have gotten you over a million? I, I can't say yes or no to that. Right. Um, but, you know, kind of to the point that we were talking about before. It was a good show. I'm not going to knock it. But again, we've seen better shows, uh, you know, and especially better go home shows. And I think, you know, this number shows it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, uh, I I'm not I'm not surprised that that's what the number was. This yeah. Time. I mean, yeah. still good in the demo. Third place is still really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and look, like, again, like, is this the new reality for AEW? Who knows? Like every company goes through its ups, its downs. I mean, look at like, you know, everyone's you know, talking about the WWE right now because they're doing really good numbers. But think about it, like back when, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like the numbers are crap. Yep, and even yep, like yep. longer than that prior to the the Attitude Era, like, you know, the, those mid-90s WWE shows were not the greatest shows in the world. Right? Oh, yeah, so, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. So hopefully they can pick it up. But like, again, I solid show. I can't really say anything good or bad about it. Okay, well, let's go through these um, matches here for the show. Uh, the the Like I said, pre-show starts at 7, and then the main pay-per-view starts at 8. Uh, we have eight matches, I think, so let's go through them. Uh, the one with the best promo this week, Kristen Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and it is being described as a no-holds-barred match. This is a tough one because I think a lot of people – aren't really that interested after the bogus finish they did when Christian was hurt. Right. Yeah. Like here's the thing. I, my, my, my head says that jungle Perry should win this. Right. But honestly, I, you know what? I know. Screw it. I'm picking with my heart. I want Christian cage to win this match. <laughs> like, especially after that promo yesterday. So I'm picking, you know Christian what? Cage. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of with you as well. I, yeah. I, I, I honestly would like to see Christian win the match. I, yeah. I, I, even if it's through nefarious methods, that's fine. But I just thought his promo yesterday was like, he was spitting some truth, man. I really dug yeah. it. So I'm going to pick Christian. Well, there you go. Okay. So we're both picking Christian then. Okay. Uh, 
the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson versus the House of Black, this guy, that guy, and the other guy. <laughs> um, what do you what, And it says six man tag team championship match here for this one. So it's the trio's titles on the line. Um, I honestly cannot see the elite dropping it to the House of Black unless they're going to put a big push on the House of Black, maybe. You know what? It's funny you say that. I'm actually going to pick the House of Black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only, only, but but only because also I think Kenny, Matt, and Nick are better served as like, you know, like the young bucks and the best belt machine as opposed to being the elite. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I would rather see them in tag teams and, and in singles competition. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the House of Black on this one. All right. I'm going with the elite. Uh, the three-way for the women's title, uh, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho. Personally, I don't want to see Hayter lose it. I will be shocked if Hayter loses this, loses this match. Yeah. And who takes the pin? I, You know what? I hate to say it. I think Ruby Soho does. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Uh, singles match. And the JAS are banned from ringside. I got to go with Ricky Starks on this. Yeah. I think so, too. He's got to have his big comeuppance on this, right? Yeah, like he's been beat down so much. Yeah. Like he, had, he had the one match where he won, then he got he got beat down. He got beat down last night. You got to – yeah, I can't see him not winning this match. All right, singles title match here for the AEW TNT Championship. Samoa Joe defends against Wardlow. Personally, again, I – I just I don't honestly I don't know if it it's a big deal for Wardlow because he's been booked so poorly anyways and I love Joe as king of television so I'd say Joe keeps it I I do t- like here's the thing I I don't want to see the belt um you know bouncing around every 2 weeks and yeah, Samoa well, Joe just point too yeah Yeah like Samoa Joe just got the thing and I, I like Wardlow, too, but I, I just don't see Smojo losing this match. They should do it in a way that Wardlow be, Wardlow gets, like, so close, like, within a hair of winning. So yeah. that you could, even though he lost, you could actually maybe have a rematch just based on how close it was or something. Yeah, like, like and look, I have no doubt um, that this is going to be a fun match. I guess it's just going to be, like, just a Haas match. Um, and, you know, you, you know, Samoa Joe's good enough to make it look good. So I'm not worried about it. Um, but again, I just I I, I think I would I, I want Wardlow to win because I want to see him get a better push. But I would actually be disappointed if Samoa Joe lost. Me too. And that would Me mean too. that the title has changed hands like what, two or three times in the last like month Quick and a quick. half. Yeah. yeah very, and you don't want to see yeah. that. Texas death match Moxley versus Hangman Page. This is a tough one. It really is. But I. I would guess Moxley wins covered in blood. Okay, so I'm going to say Hangman wins covered in blood. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. We, we're consistent on that, at least. Um, and, yes, this horrendous tag match for the title. The Guns versus The Acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Again, I mean, maybe... The guns are already the champs. Do the again? Here's another one where you talk about belt bouncing. No, I, 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 I gotta pick the guns on this, man. I think so too, because yeah. again, you know, the acclaimed are over. Like I don't think the acclaimed need the belts 
right? I really don't think they and, need and, it. And Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett absolutely should not get the belts. And definitely and, neither should Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, right? Yeah. So. so I, but again, I like again, I I wouldn't have an issue if the Acclaim won them back. I think, but I would rather that the Guns keep it. Yeah, I like, think so. You you can't just give them like one title defense and then they're done. Like that's just not. Yeah, I think the yeah. Guns win that. And uh, 60 man Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship MJF versus Brian Danielson. Again, this is a, like I really don't, I don't really see much in the way of titles changing too much on this no, show. No, no, no. I like, don't see it here either. I like again, I would love if Danielson won that match because I love Brian Danielson. But the the right move is MJF winning and you continue his reign of terror, so to speak. So. Um, I, I got to pick MJF here. Now, the interesting thing, I want to talk about this just for a second, because I was talking to a friend of mine at work who's a fan, and um, we were talking about the idea of has MJF peaked already? Are we at a point now where because, you know, there's a lot of the buildup for this. You and I were both kind of like, Joe, you know, MJF's promos, they're too long. It's the same storyline every time now. He hires guys to take out his opponent. Um, and some of the questionable material in promos as well. Um, I don't know. Is a little bit of the shine off MJF, or is he still as hot as ever? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say he's, he's, he's as hot as ever, and I'm not going to say he like, absolutely sucks, but he's definitely gotten stale. And that's been my biggest issue with it, is that he's gotten stale. Um Again, I, I think really what we're seeing isn't the fact that he's bad on the mic. I think he's great on the mic. I've never disputed that. Um, I think what we're seeing is like overexposure. That's that. I think that's our biggest problem. So, like you know, think about it. Other than last night, we've we've had like four weeks of MJF cutting a ten-minute promo that was pretty much "I'm the devil. I'm the worst guy. I you know whatever." And that just gets tired. Um, and that's why I really enjoyed MJF yesterday. He didn't say anything. He just reacted. And he – like, again, he's very good. But I think it's just overkill right now. So how about this scenario then? Then Brian wins and he disappears for a while. I, but again, it's that bouncing of the belts. And this is especially your championship match. Um, or sorry, your world championship. I just can't see – in his like second title defense okay, that, that okay, he gets beat. Okay. Let's think about it from this angle then. Are fans gonna buy into MJF beating Brian Danielson in a 60 man minute Iron Man match? Because that's a tough sell. It, it 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 is, but again, let's let's look at it from a just a work perspective. MJF's pretty good, and that Danielson kid's pretty good. I think they're gonna put together a pretty uh, like a pretty intense and believable match. And again, remember, champion's advantage. MJF doesn't have to win. He just has to survive. Well, so that's it. He, that's, that's, right? that's what makes me think, like, what will the finish be like here? Will it have to be such a gimmick finish? Because, again, I think it's a bit of a stretch. And, again, it's been emphasized in the promos. Brian said it. You've done every, You've taken every cheap way out to try to get to this title. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. It's I, a weird one. 
Now, hang on. The finish, this match, the finish, the finish, A, because we know it's going an hour already. Yeah, 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 yeah. The finish has got to be super important in this. Like, the finish, really important. Like, did they they say that it's, like, as many pins in um, an hour? You know what I mean? Like, so is it going to be, like... They have not really uh, defined that for us. No, okay. they have not See, really given that, us anything other than it's a 60-man, 60 60-minute 60 Iron Man match. So, like, if I could project, assuming that it's a, uh, like, a, you know, get as many pins as, as you can in 60 minutes, right? I could see it where MJF gets, like, say, two or, two, two or three early pins, you know, because he's fresh. Danielson takes over, ties it up. And then in the last, like, you know, whatever, five minutes, MJF's just trying to survive. That's – to me, that's going to be the story of the match if if and, they decide to go that route. And then – So it'll be like MJF trying to run down the clock and that Yeah, kind of exactly. And, 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 like, Danielson going for pin attempt after pin attempt and MJF just barely kicking out, barely kicking out, making the ropes on a on – a, on a, like, like – I, I wouldn't be shocked. And again, everyone, I am totally speculating here. So I wouldn't be shocked if we get a finish, something along the lines of Danielson finally gets the label lock on MJF in the middle of the ring with like 20 seconds left and MJF doesn't tap. It's tied. MJF retains. Right. Right. I could see that happening because that's a very Ric Flair finish where it's like, yeah, you know, oh, best yeah, two out of yeah. three falls, one, one fall each. And like, you know, Babyface gets his, out on the last yeah, one. Babyface gets like the, the minute finishing move or he's just about to pin Ric Flair right at the end of the match and ding 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 ding. Time runs and, out. Know, yeah, like, time so. runs out. Champion retains. Yeah, so I could see it happening like that. But again, at the end of the day, I do not see Danielson winning. Although if he did, I will I will jump for joy. And finally, one more question, Mr. Aguinaldo. Match of the night. What do you think going in at this point? Match of the night. I, wow. Um, wow. That's a tough one, man. Because all of, like. I'm here to ask the tough questions, Joe. Like, aside from the guns, like the, the tag team match, right? What I really like about this card isn't necessarily the work rate. It's the stories going into them, Right. So all of these, almost all of these matches, except for the tag matches, weirdly enough, have a like have a really compelling storyline going in. Like Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, you've got that thing that's been building. You've got sort of the the, the you know the the three way with the women. You've got Jericho Starks that's been going for a while. You've got Wardlow. It's like so. Well, wait a I, minute. I, I'll pull exception on one. There's been no great story with the elite and the House of. Oh Black. no no no! I said aside from the tag matches. So oh, okay. Oh, oh, you meant both yeah. of them. Okay. Sorry, including right. the trios okay. match. So, okay. All if, right. If I'm gonna pick based on storyline, I gotta go with John Mox and uh, John Moxley and Adam uh, Adam Page. Like I've been so interested in that storyline and the fact that like there's been a little bit of reality happening in those promos and and in like their matches. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick John Moxley versus Adam Page, which again is ironic because it's a Texas death match, which I have absolutely like I'm not a gimmick guy. Right. Right? No, you know what? I, I think I have to agree with you. Unless, you know, I could see Joe and Wardlow if they really get a friggin' intense slobber knocker going just for the pure intensity of yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's my that would be my runner up just because I love Samoa Joe. I like yeah. Wardlow. Both guys can go, but again, the story the story is yeah. good. Like they've got a good story. But yeah, like again, weirdly enough, like 
you know that the Elite versus House of Black from a work rate perspective is going to be insane. But that's probably that the, the two tag matches. So the trios and the tag match, those are the two matches I'm the least interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I find I think it's cool that both of us are not really going to MJF versus Brian as what we might think might be match of the night. You know what it is? It's the 60 minute part. Like, look, yeah. you and I and you more than me, but you and I watched enough 60 minute draws with Ric Flair. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to go a little further ahead, like I, I loved Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, I think it was eight or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, right. I remember Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar on one of the Smackdowns. You know, they've done some good Iron Man matches. But, man, like, you know, even even recently with uh, Adam Page and um, Brian Danielson. Right. Yeah. So I'm like this. Like, I'm not saying that Brian Danielson and MJF aren't going to have a good match. But you're asking me match of the night. I'm looking at it not just at the match. I'm looking at it from a storyline perspective. Mm-hmm. And Mox and Page has been thus like one of the more compelling stories for me. Um, like, I have not. Like, you know, there were times when I was hot and cold on MJF, right? Um, there are times when I've been hot and cold on Jericho and Starks. I have not been hot and cold on Mox and Page. I've, like, Mox, I just told you, Mox, like, that was a great promo earlier, and I thought Page cut one of his best promos. Just been loving the story. I got to go with that match. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's going to be an intriguing show, nevertheless. It's always good when you have a few matches. Like, you, you really can't say... You know, a lot of them you really can't say definitively how this is going to end, right, no, or what they're going to no. do in that. So, and that's always that's always intriguing. So, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, as I mentioned, Joe and I will do a recap after the show has finished, and that'll get put up quick for you guys to check out. Uh, anything else before we wrap for this week, sir? Actually, yeah, you know what? I, I got to do a little bit, bit of business for the uh, the Patreon because I believe we're on the free feed this week. So, okay, um, you know, for for those of you who are joining us for a first time, you know, welcome aboard. Um, you know, if you're interested in not just this show but a whole host of other shows, um, you know, check us out at Patreon.com/snmeradio. Um, you, you get all your wrestling fixes. You got some pop culture stuff going. I mean, like just to give you an idea of what we got. You know, we've got the uh, It's Canon podcast on, um, on uh, uh, you know, for pop culture with Bo- our man Boris. Tuesday Morning Cook covering Raw. You've got Ollie Weekly, Dan and I covering AEW Dynamite. You've got uh, NXT Talk covering NXT, the Smack Daddies. You've got the Godfathers of Podcasting. You've got uh, AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation Reviews. you got an MLW review. So we got you covered, people. Uh, you know, Dr. Mouth's rest, Rock and Roll Wrestling Party, can't forget that. You know, looking back on it, you've got just a whole host of pay, uh, of, of podcasts to check out. So once again, patreon.com slash SNME radio for just over a buck a month. You get a whole crap ton of amazing podcasts and content. All right, there's my plug. Hope I did that all right. And you did a fine job. Very good. <laughs> Very good job there with the plug. And yeah, there's there's so much to, to check out. There's there's tons and stuff to listen to. So all right. I think that will be it for us. Again, we'll be here after the pay-per-view ends. Hope everybody enjoys it and we'll get your thoughts. I mean, we'll be we'll have a live thread running, obviously, during the pay-per-view. Maybe Joe, maybe we should even put one up. We maybe we should put one up. 
So with questions or stuff for comments, yeah, for feedback, some... yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. We'll, let's do we'll, that. We'll put that yeah, up let's on the Facebook that. page. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Uh, we'll put that up, and you guys can uh, give us some instant feedback after the show. That would be pretty cool. Oh, by the way, facebookcom slash radio, Just so y'all know. There you go. All right, that's it uh, for me and from him, and uh, we will talk to you again after the revolution. And remember, we're better than you. You know it.